College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're going to talk week three, which on paper looked garbage, but it turned out pretty damn good. It was very entertaining. Did we get seven or eight teams, you know, upset in the in the top 25? No, but nobody really thought that would happen. We did get a fun-ass game late night. In Colorado, Colorado State, Colorado, the rivalry. I think it's been going on for like 80 or 90 years or some shit like that. Sanders comes through in the clutch. A lot of dirty stuff in that game. Unfortunately, one of the best players, if not the best player, one of the best players in the in the whole damn country, Travis Hunter, out for a couple weeks. We'll talk a little Danny Cannell in there too, but – We'll talk it all through. I mean, Florida State had a lead, let BC get back into it. Georgia and Texas started out real slow. I mean, Texas was tied going in the fourth quarter. Um, so, you know, Mizzou came through. Uh, I lost money on that. Um, so, yeah, we're getting – and then, oh, by the way, the Crimson Tide quarterbacks uh, off the bench suck. Uh, that's just how it is. And I did get a message that we'll address later about me not knowing about a certain transfer portal um, quarterback. But it was just a miscommunication. Anyway, we will break some of that stuff down from week through, no doubt. But then, I mean, week four, it's just ridiculous. It's like six or seven, something like that. I mean, so many rank versus rank games on the the docket. I can't wait for this weekend. It is going to be a fun, fun one. FSU Clemson, Colorado, Oregon, Old Miss Bama, Ukula, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame all on one freaking day. Unbelievable. I think it's um, I think it's the first time there's been this many ranked versus ranked on a September since 2006, um, when there were seven, uh, September 16th, 2006, man. So it is, it's a great weekend on paper. We're going to get to it in just a, a short little bit. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show there directly if you don't want to. You can find this here, College Ball Show under Rope Dope Radio Podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM. Check out the podcast app along with a host. Just Google, and you'll find a home there. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrillingshoot.com and also Sports News 24. One more thing, sign up for DirecTV Stream and save $30 plus. Add the DirecTV Sports Pack that gets you the NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, SEC Network, Big Ten Network, stream with no strings attached, live sports news and on-demand, no annual contracts, no hidden fees, no satellite dish, no cable box. Once again, limited time. Save $30 on DirecTV. Choose the DirecTV streaming package. That's right for you, starting with at $74.99. Okay, enough of that stuff. Let's get into it. We're going to break down that Miami and Bethune-Cookman. Okay, we're not going to do that. We're not going to. All right, so, I mean, we'll start with Bama, right? Let's go ahead and bring in my co-host, Marshall. 
Um, Bama's quarterbacks, we're going to get to Colorado, Colorado State. We're going to get to all this other stuff. But Bama's backup quarterbacks, I got a message because last week, I guess, you know, I was talking about the transfer, then not to get Hartman or somebody else, and I know that they wanted him. Um, but someone just a little bit better than what they brought in. And I know that guy, it looked like he turned the corner at Notre Dame last year who they who they brought in because they had like two or three guys last year. But clearly those guys aren't any good. I know the, you know, it's a wet field, whatever, but that shit looked ugly. And it's not like USF is, uh, you know, a strong small school program. That shit was ugly. I mean, it was ten to three. Would they punch it in with a with a handful of seconds left, to Alabama? Yeah, that game. <clears throat> I just kept waiting the first half to see Bama kind of like pull away. Because um, if you remember, well, essentially, if you if for the last like if you go back three years ago and two years ago, Chris, if you bet Bama first half, you hit like ninety percent of your games. Um, especially when they played like a lesser level talented team. So I'm sure I could only imagine for the, for that Bama game specifically, all the money that Vegas must have made. Cause, um, Saban doesn't lose to teams like that. They normally kill them. I think they said like the uh, point differential of the last, what was it like lower tier teams or like out of the power five teams was like 356 to like 45 in, like, the last handful of games they've played, like, lower-tier teams. So I'm sure everyone's like, oh, it's, uh, you know, hey, they lost to Texas. <clears throat> Saban's going to light them up in practice. Hey, they're going to have a good game. But offensively, it's just, as I said, uh, and I'll give, I'll pat myself on the back. I, I remember I said last week, I said, hey, Nick Saban, wh- what is life like having regular quarterbacks who are not first-round talented picks? And, again, I'm not saying that this Milroy can't become a good player, but for now, He's not Tua. He's not Mac Jones. He's not uh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, I, yeah, they I, had know. like a four or five star that got in the game too. So they they have another young quarterback <laughs> with that too. And, and you know they've just they've normally always had like a and they've normally always had a wide receiver who's a number uh, first round pick. So I I really don't feel bad for them because they're they're kind of going through like I said what a regular college football team does. Hey, we had a great quarterback leave. Who's the next guy taking over in power? Hell, USC has dealt with that. Uh, Missouri's dealt with, like, almost every college football team besides, like, Lincoln Riley with Oklahoma and USC, who always seems to have a Heisman candidate. Shit. Like, God God forbid Lincoln Riley ever had a regular Joe. Um, that's just the, the downfall of college football where, hey, dude, your, your team's quarterback is average. Well, there's going to be some stressful Saturdays. And Tuscaloosa – Dude, when it's three to three at half and you're playing South Florida, um, man, like the the fact that I actually I sent a screenshot to my uh, buddies and my dad. I said if hell freezes over, um, it, we've had a good run. I love y'all um, because at one point you had Bama. I think Bama trailing three zero is the Bama game was three to three, and Georgia was down fourteen to three. I was like, oh my lord, for a week in college football where nothing was supposed to happen that's too crazy because of the mattress on paper. Right now, Bama is struggling with South Florida, and Georgia is losing to Spencer Rattler with a guy that has no offensive line. I mean, what a crazy mid-afternoon slate of of a drama for us 
which was supposed to be, a, in theory, Chris, a pretty relatively calm afternoon. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's a good way to put it. And, you know, obviously they are going to go back to the original quarterback they had. You could say, you know, did they need to even make the change? It is what it is. It's not like he played great, but he did kind of score, you know, a touchdown to go ahead. And if they wouldn't have given up, you know, um, those deep balls, they may have won that game. So it is a tough one. Uh, but I do think that if you're going to um, start the youngster and it wasn't just garbage all over the field or something like that, like I said, they had a chance to win that game. Um, I don't think you need to pull him that quick then. I think that was a little shaky. But, you know, it's a scenario where – you know, he's not used to this. You know, he's not True. used to it. Literally, you know? yeah. So, and before, and they can't even, and the scary thing is they can't just go run the ball anytime because people kind of forget that Saban realized after a little bit that he's going to have to have stud quarterbacks and more than just one stud wide receiver. And that was a big, you know, that was a big thing um, because they used to be run, 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 run. Let's run a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like they used to be crazy run then. And Kiffin and others, um, you know, helped that offense, and they went and got stud quarterbacks and stud, not just one solid, uh, you know, star, four star, five star wide receiver, but multiple. They've had a run of quarterbacks and wide receivers. It's just ridiculous, dude. Just ridiculous run. And like you said, that run is up. And, and some of this is that NI, the combination of the NIL that makes it more even. And the transfer portal. I mean, an all-SEC offensive lineman who's got two years eligibility still is on the line uh, on Miami, the Miami Hurricanes line right now. You know what I mean? So, it, it, it's, it's you know, I knew it would take away depth, and I knew it would help in recruiting for other programs. Um, and we're starting to see that. If you look at Clemson and Alabama these last two years, we're starting to see it. We're starting to see it. We're starting to – if they get an injury, they don't have another plug-and-play. Or they lose some guys in the draft, the plug-and-play is not there as crazy as it was. But we'll see. It's a long season. But, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty shaky. Um, we'll talk about some other, you know, games, no doubt. And, you know, like we said, Georgia and Texas got off to a really slow start as well. Penn State, oh, is it 16-7, I think, at a half. Then they pulled away Illinois – Defense is pretty damn good uh, in that game for a while. They got a young quarterback. They're breaking in, although he does look more advanced than any of the guys we talked about. But let's talk about Colorado, Colorado State, double overtime, 43-35. to Fun-ass game. I saw so many people on Twitter and just people that I know in general texting me or, or talking to them about it the next day or, or the you know the day after even today. Um, that they stayed up. They haven't stayed up and watched college football in, in a super long time, and they were all about it, man. They were all about it. So um, it was a fun, fun game. Man. That was a great game. Um, Deion Sanders, the, the kid on defense, you know, his kid on defense had a pick six. Uh, so they got out early. But credit to Colorado State, they definitely, you know, got right back in that game, and, um, you know, it was 14-14 to 14 after the quarter. It was 21-14 to 14 at half. Nothing happened in the third quarter. 
a lot of stalled drives, a lot of punts, a lot of almosts. Um, but it came down to, you know, like a 98 or 93 yard drive in like 90 seconds. I mean, they, they didn't have long to do what they had to do to tie it up and go into overtime. And, uh, Jim Horn Jr. caught a touchdown, got the two point conversion, 28 28. And obviously they ended up, you know, winning the game. And that second half, that fourth quarter, that overtime, I mean, their quarterback played damn good, too. He threw three picks. That was the only difference there. But Sanders, man, he really came through. And I'll give him credit. They actually did try to run the ball this time. They have 25 carries. Um, they, they just have an issue running the ball uh, in Colorado. It's too bad because Edwards, number three, is a stud. Uh, and that offensive line, kind of shaky at times. The only thing I'd say, Sanders, there's a couple plays where he needed to get rid of the ball. Uh, but other than that, man, he was he was dynamic down the stretch. And credit for Colorado State, you know, a bunch of uh, a lot of people, you know, it was a, they they beat TCU as a 20 plus underdog. Now they almost lose as a 20 plus favorite. I think he closed like 23 or 24 or something like that. Um, that was a phenomenal game. Credit to Colorado State. The coach definitely didn't need to say all that stuff. You could have, at least if you're going to say it, stick to the glasses. Because when you say hat and glasses, that's stupid because, you know, Twitter went at him right away saying, dude, you've been at a bunch of press conferences and interviews with a hat on. That was kind of silly to me. But, um, dude, that was a great, great game. And uh, like I said, when you look at the rating, when you look at the ticket price, when you look at you got Little Wayne and The Rock, and I mean you got so many people pumped up about this. I mean now they're three and zero. It's the fourth team in FBF history um, after losing eleven plus games to go three and zero to start the season. Uh, we obviously have to talk. And Michael Harrison, the, the tight end. I mean two touchdowns, two I think a two point conversion or two of them. Um, that dude, you know, went nuts. Um, obviously losing Travis Hunter for at least three weeks. He had a large lacerated liver, cheap shot, no doubt about it. 17 penalties and 10 penalties, 10 for Colorado State, 17 for Colorado, or yeah, Colorado State, Colorado was 10. But eight out of the 17, Marshall, were personal fouls. And number eight was definitely putting a ton of pressure on Sanders, but man, he had back-to-back or, like, had a call and, like, three plays later, maybe the next possession, I don't remember. It happened in a quick amount of time. He got thrown out because of uh, a helmet-to-helmet uh, on Sanders. Um, but crazy game, man. And like I said, love him or hate him, Sanders is drawing attention to college football that in recent decades hasn't been there. And there's people saying – I haven't stayed up for a college football game on the West Coast in a super long time. All in all, even if they go only eight or seven wins or something like that, it's a win this year, man, just off entertainment. Yeah, it is a um, – it's a huge positive for college football. Um, they actually had the Nebraska-Colorado game at a higher rating than Texas and Bama. Like – who would have thought that? Like, I, now, that was ESPN to normal TV, but yes, even that is crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, I would have lost that bar bet at the start of the year. Like, which, well, well obviously, Texas Bama for sure. Um, yeah, he's good for college football. Um, I, I will say that if people get this idea of, well, can, can, a, can a regular coach bring all of his kids from, like, a younger school to wipe out a different one? Like, I don't know if that's the case. Like, yes, obviously, he's building a culture there, but – Again, he brought quite a few nice toys to like to to like the pool party. Like, I mean, you know, he he's got some pieces. So like, because also like that Texas State coach brought in like I think like over like thirty eight to forty kids, and they beat Baylor. But he's it's a work in progress. So I I think if some people think it might be a trend to have coaches like move like a whole unit of kids. I don't well, think and LSU that, did that last year. I mean, basically, you know, it's happened. Wisconsin moved out forty or like thirty-eight players or so. Anytime you get a new coach now with that transfer porter, you're going to move some stuff. But I know what you're saying. You can't just not everybody can do it. Yeah, it, it won't necessarily be as effective. So I, I just I I think because you know, that's thing. Oh, well, we brought a whole new team with them. Yeah, well, cool. But hey, the, the people got to bring got to be good. And there's a chance that hey, you might not have a great year. Like there's a lot of just 50, 50 questions, but so far the coin has slipped for that way every time. But again, he has a son who is a Heisman candidate that Travis Hunter is a top 10 player in the nation. Obviously him getting hurt on a cheap shot really does suck. I also do think though that yes, that cheap shot was complete bullshit, but the fact that that kid is now getting death threats and like social media is tearing him apart. That's the downfall of our country. Like the social media for that game was incredible, but that kid doesn't deserve to begin death threats, but that's how Twitter yeah. works. That's a whole different debate. Yeah, I mean, but, social I'm, media going at him is different than death threats. Yeah, well, well yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that is obviously not needed. Uh, but for a football game, man, the first quarter of that game had so much energy. Like, Rashford is chucking flags. Like, it had kind of like a UFC um, boxing fight ring, like a uh, mantra to it. Like, that place was nuts. Um, and I guess Dion had like a DJ booth in the locker room for the game. And obviously with the comments about the sunglasses, like all of that stuff led up to a very energetic first quarter. Things kind of did calm down because I even heard the announcer saying, oh, eventually this is going to calm down a little bit. It's going to be a fun football game to watch. And, and it was, it, it turned to be a very fun football game to enjoy. And obviously when you get overtime along with a, what they scored the game tying touchdown and two point conversion with like 35, 36 seconds left in the fourth quarter with a very nice drive by Sanders. Um, yeah, that was a, a beautiful football game. Um, that point spread probably was a little bit, um, inflated, like as happens. And also, I think that, um, Carlos State, though, they, they really had nothing to lose. Like they were, yeah. you know, they're, they're not that bad of a team. Vegas is obviously going to hype up the the, the um, skills and the point spread for Colorado because people want to bet them. But also, like they went to that game. Hey, our coach is going to talk a little mess. Like we're going to go out there and try to beat our rival. And they are. It is a rivalry. It's not like Alabama Auburn, but Colorado Colorado State is a rivalry game. And that Colorado State quarterback played a nice game. Like they 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 did their part. And um, yeah, it was just fun back and forth. Um, I hope that those guys stay coaches for a little bit. You know, it, it's fun to have rivalries in football. Like, nowadays in sports, a lot of times, like, everyone seems to be best friends. It is okay to, like, dislike an opponent or hate another team. Again, not you don't want to be going death threats and stuff, like, no, going off the deep end. But 
it right, is right. fun to naturally it's have a fine to line. Yes. But that not liking each other is cool. Like that's yeah. a fun part of sports. It's kind of gone away because it's kind of like nowadays in the NBA, like almost all those guys are friends. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it, back in the day, like Jordan, like the, it used to be a little more of like hostility against like opponents. Like well, pros to college is different no matter what sport we're talking. We could do the same thing about football, you know. True. At the end of games, they're all kissy huggy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, there is something different about a rivalry where you you don't every year you're not going to like each other. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now for Colorado, unfortunately, hey, they're off the three and zero start. Uh, now, now the next two weeks get a little dice here, but hey, for what he's doing, it's great for the sport, great for him. I saw his son's now NIL like values four point one million. I'm not sure what the value of an NIL thing means, but he's making money. He's it's good for college football. Again, whenever you have people, it almost kind of had thing of like just hit me like people that like oh I, I'm gonna watch uh, soccer now when it's World Cup time. It, it kind of has the same realm of, oh, like, Dion's doing something. Like, you get yeah, those, like, regular – you get the regular sport – like, regular yeah, called sport fit. Yeah. You know, hey, cool, Dion. Like, and, yeah, that's good good for college football. That, that's yeah. a positive that the sport needs. Yeah, and I will say this. Like, late in that game when it's fourth and two, uh, try to run the ball. Uh, I would have went for it. <laughs> Probably at that point um, in the first overtime, go for two, just say screw it. Um, you know, it's easy to say that, but when you are the underdog and that stuff, you know, stuff, I I think you probably should have done that. But other than that, and then shut the hell up about glasses. Or I mean about a hat. If you want to talk about glasses, that's cool. But don't talk about a hat when you wear a damn hat and you're talking to an adult. It's just, <laughs> just a little kid thing. It's like. I don't know. I think it's I think it's crazy. But as far as Danny Cannell, I do want to address this, okay? So this is Danny Cannell, okay? This is what he tweeted during the game when Colorado State was up, when it appeared they were stopping them on offense, and it, it did appear that they had the momentum to win this game, no doubt about it. But, you know, Sanders' son went after Danny, right? And then today they went over some of it on the show. It Danny was saying, well, I noticed, you know, neither of them, father, father or son, you know, said anything about my positive tweets about Shador, you know. And then that's cool, like, whatever. I understand what you're saying. But if you say some – I mean, from week one, you got a target on your back, dude, because you were like the talk – you know, all the talk stops, blah, 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 and you were really doubting them majorly. Not just doubting them like a lot of people were. But you were going over the top to do it, okay? And I understand the Florida State comments about alumni. I get that he took that personally. He admitted it. My point is, if you're going to ask uh, his son, who's still in college, why didn't you address certain tweets? Well, why didn't he address this tweet? Imagine that. Appears Jay Norvell was spending the week studying film and game planning instead of doing interviews and selling sunglasses. Now, to me, that's right there. That's when they had the lead, when he was feeling good about himself, right? To me, to not address that in that podcast, maybe he did it someplace else and I don't know, but that's on some bullshit to sit there and act like Dion wasn't doing his job. I mean, as a head coach, that's a huge slap in the face, dude. And that's ridiculous. And that that's ignorant as fuck. I'm just going to put that there. Anyway, let's move on. 
Let's move on. So Florida State had a lead. Travis, their senior quarterback, solid, solid, very, you know, one of the better quarterbacks uh, in the country, um, got banged up in there. But they had this lead. BC comes back, makes it a game, damn near won the game. Like we talked about, Georgia started slow. Texas was tied with Wyoming. Um, even Penn State took a little bit to get rid of Illinois, but it made sense because Illinois does have a strong defense. I still think it'll be interesting to see what that quarterback does this week against the Iowa defense um, because we know how they play. But, um, yeah, I mean, that Florida State game kind of shook me up a little bit. I did not see that coming in general, um, not even, you know, before the game, of course not. But while the game was going on, it didn't feel like that would happen, you know, and, and they almost blew it. I mean, they, they were up pretty much the guy, I think it was like, what, 13-0 in the fourth quarter or something like that. They snuck by, though, 31-29. to 29. Um, What's up with the slow – well, we, threw, we talked about Bama already, too. What's up with the slow starts from highly ranked teams? And I, I got to admit, I was happy that Alabama got knocked down a couple spots. Um, in fact, I think they got, they got out of the top ten um, for the first time. I actually have the stat close by. The first time they've been out of the top ten, the, let's see, the first time since, okay, so they had a, it had been the first time in eight years since they've been out of the top ten. Um, and then Alabama side streak of consecutive AP appearances in the, in the top ten snapped at 128 weeks, uh, the second longest streak in the history of the polls. Uh, behind Miami, which was 137. From 85 to 93, uh, they were in the top uh, 10 at least. Um, but, yeah, I mean, is it they know what's coming up here in the next, you know, week four and beyond? They don't want to show much? Or are we just in a different place in college football where it's just more even and teams can't dominate as much as they did? I, we're still in September, you know, so it does kind of feel, Marshall, that they just don't want to put a lot on tape. They just want to get to that game without putting much on tape. Yeah, well, I think it was just kind of a, a look-ahead spot, and you got to remember that, like, especially nowadays with, like, social media and, like, just, uh, like, kids know, like, hey, what time? What what type of team are we playing? So we're playing Boston College, who some people said is the worst, one of the worst teams in D1 football. Okay, so Clemson's on your map. Like they probably didn't give a shit, and their practice probably lousy, and like that that happens every year. Just you have those games where on your schedule, you're playing a really bad team, and sometimes you run them out the gym, or sometimes you just go sleepwalking, and that little team, you know, that is going to poke back at you. Um, so I think that was just a case of, yeah, they just, they went and sleepwalking. Actually, the first quarter was pretty slow. They got a little bit of a lead in the second quarter. And then all of a sudden in the second half of that game, BC started making a huge comeback and almost had a chance to win the game there at the end. So it definitely wasn't the best performance from Florida State offensively. Again, they couldn't quite get the rhythm going in the first half. Um, they ended up doing just enough to survive. But yeah, I think it was just one of those classic look ahead spots is obviously intriguing with Clemson. You're playing a shit team, but that shit team almost got past you. So, uh, thankfully they won because man, that would have plummeted their stock. Like you know, you, you can't you can't lose to a 
and out of the 100 top ranking team and still, you know, have a chance to, you know, be too cocky by yourself. But they, they just barely held on. And, uh, again, that's the, the joy of college football. <laughs> so yeah. Weird stuff can happen. Or the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you got, you got 20 year old kids who, and even with coaches, like, hey, we're playing a bad team. Now, the, the practice mentality of this week for Clemson will be much different than it was last week for BC. But again, that's, that's football. So I had the minus two and a half with, at the time, number 15th ranked Kansas State heading into Missouri. I had the minus 2.5, and I felt pretty good about it, Marshall, going in. Then, you know, the game transpired, and Sue's doing pretty good. Once that 10-0 third quarter, I started feeling pretty good again. Yeah, they're going to win. And even down the stretch, right, I thought, okay, they're going to win in overtime by three. They got to win by, well, yeah, they got to win by three. So, yeah, okay, I still feel pretty good. And then I didn't feel pretty good. 61-yard freaking kick for the Missouri kicker. Um, I think it was, was it the second longest kick? Um, hold on, I got the stat in front of me. Um, yeah, the second, second longest game-winning field goal as time expired in FBS history. Um, I think I'll lose that bet and still have a smile on my face, to be honest with you. That head coach, again, I cannot stand fucking drink wits. I can't stand the dude. He's not a good coach. And by the grace of God, his kicker <laughs> bailed him out of that game. That moron. So it, it, it was a fun game. Um, I think it would have been more fun. It's that both quarterbacks were like both had like bum bum legs. And yeah. So for like the second to fourth quarter on, both quarterbacks were gunning it out. But it, it was a very enjoyable football game. Mizzou needed a, a splash moment like that to wake up after they had two lackluster starts. K State, obviously a good opponent. It, it was fun, but both quarterbacks were hurt anyways. Um, as Missouri is driving down the field to potentially kick the game-winning field goal, which they did. They were out of timeouts, so they they make they convert this pass, and then they um, they spike the ball with like six seconds to go. At that point, they're still like a fifty-six yard no, with like twelve seconds to go. They're still like a fifty-six yard field goal. Well, yeah, twelve seconds to go, and you see the whole team just kind of walk over the sidelines, but there was no timeouts to go. So. You see, and the, the camera zoomed out just enough to where, like, you see the players and the coaches all kind of talking and chatting. It looks like a timeout, but there wasn't one. Yep. And with, like, five seconds to go, because Drinkwitz is like, oh, crap. Like, oh, guys, we got to line up. And right, right. They, do, they get a delay of game, which makes it then a 61-yard field goal because they they can't, you can't really do all. And it was just one of those plays where, like, the coaching staff had a massive brain cramp. It's not just drink with you. That's his whole staff. Um, they thought that time out they didn't, but then they tried out their kicker, who their kicker tried good for him. He missed like a like literally a, a chip shot last year and took a lot of grief on social media because he he can't he they he missed like a twenty yard field goal against Auburn, which cost his team the game. Uh, but he bounced back. Clearly, the kid's got a hell of a leg because Chris, if you put. Every Power Five kicker in college football in that situation, I, I bet like five percent make that kick. A, most kickers don't have the leg in college to do it, and B, with the power. But that dude drilled that, and that, that had a little room to spare too—not much, but a little. So, yeah, for him, 
He bailed his coach out. I still I still want Drinkwood's gone, but I'm happy Missouri won. I've always loved that school since my buddy went there for a year. And that was the first sellout they've had in four years. So good for them. It was just, man, a, a brain cramp. But um, I will say, the let me find this super, super quick. The Missouri wide receiver. Oh, God. Uh, wide receiver. They have that wide receiver, their stud, um, Luther Burden. Damn, that dude's good. Like the quarterback ain't that good. They got there, but Luther Burden, he's gonna be on an NFL team. That NFL team is gonna enjoy someone because you know, every once in a while you get those guys who just have that speed. He's got that speed, so he's fun to watch. So yeah, um, yeah, a good win for Mizzou, and now they're um hoping to trend the right direction off of that. Yeah, and uh, LSU QB wide receiver combo. I mean, Jaden Daniels just went off, and so did Malik. Nabbers 10, 188, two touchdowns. Oh, did I mention that was the first half? <laughs> uh, that was pretty crazy. I did not expect them to just go stomp fest uh, because they had looked, you know, all autumn sorts on offense, especially in the red zone and whatnot. But credit to them to just, you know, they kind of needed a, a stopping to kind of get their confidence back. Um, now, I did win some bets, okay, but I, I'm going over some of the bad beats, okay? Um, so <laughs> Ohio scored a touchdown early in the third quarter to lead 7-0 on Iowa State. And at the time, Iowa State had 108 yards <laughs> in a turnover. Um, yeah, I had, I felt confident with a very little number a field. They needed a field goal, Marshall. That's what I bought it to again. And it just didn't happen. And I remember you talking about this game like, wow, what in the hell? Like, how could this be, the spread? And that's just how far they've fallen. And it just seems like two years ago it felt like they are a much better program than they are now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that one got to me, no doubt about that one. I got to admit, that one freaking hurt. Um now, it didn't hurt the pocketbook or something where I, you know, mortgages out, you know, something. But that one, uh, that one was a shocker to me, I got to admit. That one was a shocker. I didn't like what I saw there at all. Uh, I, I lost that bet. Like I said, I won some bets and whatnot, but that, that was a bad one, man. And then my uh, Gophers quarterback had a rough game. It was like a one-possession game for a lot of it. And then it wasn't. You gotta be more consistent on the road at a ranked team. With North Carolina, does have a better defense this year than it has in the past because usually it's just been a sieve. I think it's better this year, but there's about four or five plays you could pick, whether it was a touchdown or a first down, to continue a drive where the quarterback just missed it. But kudos to North Carolina on that one. Um, I did buy to plus eight and a half on that one. I was wrong about that. Now, the BYU, I bought it. I think it was like nine. I bought it to ten. And they actually came back and ended up winning that game. Uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, any other items that you want to discuss here, sir, before we get into what is a jam-packed, uh, you know, week four coming up, sir? Uh, I'll just, just say, I, yeah, because we have a lot to preview. I'll just say that, man, um, Tennessee, Florida, uh, Tennessee got their ass whooped 
that was, I mean, George is, George is going to just, well, unless they quit sleepwalking, they're going to walk to that SEC title game because their whole division's not the best. But yeah, yeah, wasn't that their one game that's like, huh? Yeah, they got Florida good, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee looked, they looked bad. And I actually was a super fun game, which I never thought I'd say this, but I bet this too. Um, the UNLV, uh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt game was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> There was so many just crazy-ass plays. I'll, I'll say this, Chris. We'll move on because whoever won the game doesn't matter, even though it was a great fourth quarter. Never in my life have I seen a college football team. You know how a lot of times when teams punt, they'll have like the, the – you'll have your seven linemen and you'll have your three blockers and then your punter, okay? And normally like the, the college football has it to where you have two guys who will line up in one guy and there'll be a gap between the two of them for the punter to snap the ball through, right? <laughs> in Vandy's game, the punter snapped the ball, and the guy who's in the middle slid over and took the punt snap to the stomach. I've, I've never seen a dude who's like the single caller. I did see caller. that highlight. I did see that highlight. I've never seen a guy who's supposed to be like the punt blocker back row slide over and block the punt. But not. It was like he was trying to run and go with it. He just legit blocked his own punt snap back. I was like, "Holy shit, Vandy!" Like y'all are kind of been trending upwards lately, but you just did something I've never seen in my 38 years of life. I've seen bad punt snaps, but never a player right. block his own punt. But but that yeah, and actually yeah, that was a fun ass game. But yeah, that you, sometimes you see stuff you've never seen before. And that was definitely a first for me, brother. But yes, on the, the move away from Vandy UNLV. Let's get well, on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Old Dominion. No. Okay. Old Dominion. Uh, all, like, damn near won the game, but they only – it was only – I think I had it plus 14 and a half. So, they, they lost, but they still covered. They had the lead there. Um, and then uh, South Alabama had some points, a lot of points on Oklahoma. Not a lot, but Oklahoma State. I had no clue they were going to win that damn game. They Oklahoma State's bad this year. They're yeah, bad, I'd bad. Say. And then West Virginia – Got a nice dub. I, I got that one too, because uh, they they pretty much handled Pitt. Wasn't a blowout or whatever, but they, they definitely uh, they definitely did their thing there. Um, yeah, go ahead though with week four. I mean, what would the, the now last week again? It was fun, but this week on paper, man, oh man, you can literally. I always sit in front of my TV anyways all day Saturday, but you can have a entertaining game. For the whole Saturday day, I okay. Clemson, or what? Hell, 11 a.m. Saturday. Florida State travels to Clemson. That, that's like one of the first pieces of your uh, nine-piece cake of deliciousness. So, um, for that game again, we got lots, so we got to go quick. But honestly, I think Florida State is the better team. Um, they did not have a game where they had four turnovers in the red zone and lost to Duke. Uh, I am surprised that Vegas is giving Dabo respect. I think that is the older version of Clemson because what I've seen this year, Chris, Florida State got their hiccup out of the way. I think Florida State wins this game. Uh, a two-point spread for a team who I think so far is quite a bit better because if you look at what Florida State did against LSU, as opposed to what is Clemson's best thing they've done this year, they've – I just don't know. So – I will take Florida State. I think they got their sleepwalking out of the way. I think they're the better squad. I don't think they're going to be scared of going to Clemson. Um, that two-point spread, does that surprise you if Florida's only a two-point favorite or might maybe being too harsh on 
Yeah, that good old uh, friend of my dad, who I love so much on this podcast. I think you're being too fr- too 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 uh, too unfriendly to your friend um, because you just said it. I mean, they damn near lost to one of the worst college teams in the country. Now Duke's not the worst college team in the country, correct? They're pretty good. True. Duke's yeah, that's good. fair. And if you look at all the crazy shit that was happening, two red zone, you know, turnovers. Uh, two different turnovers on downs. Now, I give Duke credit for that game. They won the game. But if you line that up ten times, I would take at least six out of ten Clemson, in my opinion. That doesn't mean that, well, if they beat Duke, they would have beat Florida State. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But, sure, you know, LSU had some funky shit happen to them, too, against Florida State. So, now, they, they handled that in the second. Like, let's be honest. LSU should have been up in that game at half. Now, we don't know what would have happened in the second half. That's just hearsay. They handled shit. And same with Duke when they pulled away from Clemson. That, that's where the credit comes in. But Florida State damn near lost to one of the worst teams a week ago. Now, you could say look ahead. Sure, but they were up in the game, like way up in the game. So it wasn't like Boston College came and all of a sudden they're down 10-3. And like, all right, let's get our shit together. It was like we got the lead. Oh, shit, they're coming back. Oh, shit, we almost lost the game. So – Although on paper, yes, I do think Florida State's better. I'm not, and they are the favorite. It's not like they gave so much respect. That and when's the last time Florida State won in Clemson? You have to refresh uh, my memory on that. It's been a long time. So fair. I don't, I don't think it's as crazy, and they're motivated as hell right now. Okay, they're motivated now. Does that mean I think they're going to win this game? I would say if Florida if if um Travis comes into this game gimpy, they may have a sh- they they may win the game. I think Clemson will win the game. But if Travis comes back, you know, looks you know, looks fine, can move around, be his normal self, I agree. I think they win, but I think it's going to be a tight game and I wouldn't doubt if it's a I mean, do we want it to come down to a field goal at the last second with Florida State? Is that really what Florida State wants? A field goal <laughs> at the end of a game against a rival? I don't even have to bring up wide left, wide right. Oh, I just did. My fault. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against you. I'm going Clemson to get the dub because they are pissed. They had a bunch of crazy shit happen that I don't think will happen in this game. And also Travis. I think that I'm not 100 sure Travis is healthy. Fair enough. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I obviously, if you're looking to bet that game, <clears throat> definitely do your homework and see if the quarterback is healthy because if he's not, that's obviously a huge factor, and that would change my opinion on the game as well. All right. So, that is the main 11 o'clock game. And then, man, at 2.30, I hope you have multiple TVs like I do in my living room because at 2.30, you get Colorado and Dion against Oregon, UCLA, Utah, uh, Nick Saban against Lane Kiffin. Uh, I mean, Miami that, Temple. Oh, wait, sorry, my bad. Uh, so I will say, obviously, Dion is one of the best parts of college football. He's a name worth talking about. But for this week, I'm going to make this preview pretty short. I don't think that this is a close game. Travis Hunter's out. Eventually, every team comes off a natural high. I think this is a week where you got to, like, you, you've been living on cloud nine if you're a Colorado football player. 
Now you're going into a very tough environment against a team that's ranked in the top 10. You got to face Bo Nix at home. I think we see kind of a little bit of a letdown. And as Dion said to the announcers who were calling that game against Colorado State, he said he's like 13 guys away from having a squad. So he has pieces, but they're not there yet. And that offensive and defensive line are not elite yet. Yeah. So I do think that Oregon beats up on them. So do I think they're 21 to 28 points? That's my question. That's my question. I both think we we got the Ducks winning, but is that minus 21? Would you go plus 21 or you think Oregon's going to handle it? I I do think Oregon runs about the gym, but to 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 see Shadrew Sanders make a backdoor cover like and lose by twenty point like I, yeah I would right. okay I would bet Oregon if I had to I would I just think that Colorado hits a low spot here they just kind of you know they come down off that crazy game against Colorado State so if I had to bet Oregon I would I sadly don't think this would be a close game if Dion wins this game. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to get tattooed because I've never had one. But they, he takes it to the fourth quarter, and it's not uh, 21. I wonder if it's, they win by seven or, or ten at the last second or something like that. I, I think this game, their, their line, their lack of skill at the line of scrimmage is going to no, hurt no, no, them. No, 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 no. I'm saying if. Oh. If oh. they were. Because oh. you said if they win the game, but, well, I wonder if they just hang with them. Wouldn't that be an accomplishment minorly anyway, considering they don't have honor? Yes, 100 per- Yeah. I'd agree 100%. If, if this game is within 14 points in the fourth quarter, right. I'd be impressed. Yeah. Um, so uh, so you got minus 21 as well, or you're still iffy? Up? If I had to bet the game, I would take the Ducks minus 21. I'm not saying I would make that bet. If I had to choose, I would take Oregon with the points. Yeah, I just think the Colorado gets a little bit of a rough spot. But, again, you can't, you can't fall down too far because you got USC next weekend at home. And that's going to be – God, I wish Hunter was playing that game too because, you know – no one on USC can cover Hunter. <laughs> Damn, right. that, that sucks. That would have been a great game. But anyways, yeah, so I'll take Oregon to win and cover. Um, I believe my co-host is with me for Oregon to win. Obviously, the, the point spread, it's high. Anytime you bet any team to win by 20 points or more, that, that backdoor cover can get that can get dicey. Especially um, with the talent at wide receiver still, but yes. also quarterback. And that's where I am. I would take the plus numbers with Oregon winning. Fair. Now, as we trickle down, go down the West Coast, um, you go down to Utah. This game, Utah plays UCLA. Utah is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Again, if you're going to bet against Utah at home, good luck. Now, I know I was ripping on them pretty good for I thought they looked a little lackluster at Baylor, but they still won. And I believe Cam Rising should be playing this game. Utah at home is a different beast. Now, UCLA... Last couple of years, they, they seem to be – they've been a, a very good football team. I feel like I've heard less about them this year, though, Chris. I feel there's just less news. Maybe it's because they have a new quarterback and more. Yep. Yeah, because that, that quarterback they had there for a while, there, that dude with, like, the triple last name, he was a stud. Yeah, he was a, good. He's a productive player. That's so true. now you have a quarterback who's, again, not the stud they've had going into Utah. This game, Chris, this one I'm confident about. Take Utah at Even home. if Rising's not there. Well, if Rising doesn't play, hell no. Because that Baylor game, they had survived through that. That was scary to watch. But if Cam Rising plays. And he's still he's still uh, questionable right now. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully he does. Okay, if Cam Rising plays, Chris, that's an automatic bet for me. What does your gut say on this game? 
I agree. I would I I would uh I'd definitely take Utah in the points. Um as long as Rising's playing. Now I will say this young dude, Johnson, he he showed he's starting to show me some stuff, so I think it's good for their program for him True. next year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so I think this is actually in the fact that they didn't drop one of these games, you know? So I was like, hey, okay, you know, we get some confidence in the young kid, get some reps and all that, uh, because they're probably going to go to him next year, because uh, I believe Rising's done after this year, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, yeah it, if he's in there, yes, I do. Now, I wouldn't take the point. I, th- I still think Utah could sneak it out um, if they don't have him, but I'm a little more shaky there. But uh, I do think he's actually going to play. But, man, it's week four. Like, hopefully he plays. Otherwise, you know. There's something really, really wrong with them. Yeah, I'm with you. And then that leads us to good old my buddy, my man, uh, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is walking back to his old boss's house of uh, uh, Nick Saban, Tuscaloosa. Now, I heard he was popping off already too. I didn't, I didn't read it, but I heard he popped off a little bit. Uh, good for Lane. Good for. Uh, I can't wait for Lane to play Dion. Man, you want to talk about two figures? <laughs> there needs to be an old Miss Colorado home and home. All right, anyways, moving on. Um, this one, um, man, if you're – Bama's minus seven. Can we confidently say Bama's the better team? I don't know. I, we, I, what has Bama shown this year? I wouldn't have guessed we'd like their quarterback better than the, the Bama quarterbacks. <laughs> That's for sure going in, but I do like that guy. Hey, he's starting uh, to turn. He's starting to turn the page. Yes, Jackson Darts. For the corner, I should say. Yeah. And surprisingly, that's the thing where Kiffin's really, he's kind of changed his colors there where he's established more of a running game, and they've built up pretty good defense. I think that Ole Miss's defense is just as good, and Ole Miss probably has a better run game. And I just, I feel that right now Ole Miss has been playing better football. Now, could Bama beat Ole Miss? A hundred percent, yes. This Ole Miss team almost lost to a backup quarterback in Tulane. So, that was on the road. This is on the road, too. So I don't think that – I just feel – I've always kind of felt in the prior years when Ole Miss played Bama that I love my guy Kiffin, but I knew they'd lose. This game, I think, is more of a coin toss because, obviously, Bama just was tied at halftime with the USF. Um, Bama's still trying to figure out the quarterback situation. And Ole Miss has a legit defense. Not elite, but legit. So I will take my boy Kiffin with the plus seven. I think they can win this game again. Am I calling it? No. Is Alabama maybe up for a, a, a bounce back after the Texas loss and the USF loss? Probably. But I feel a part of me, Chris, would have seen that Bama come back after at USF. Like the fact that you were in a one possession game against USF late third quarter does make you shake your head and say, huh, what is going on? Is that quarterback issues that big of a problem? Because you would you would assume yeah. Ole Miss has better players than USF does. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent for sure. Um, and like you said, it is an improved defense. That's kind of been their issue. Um, and well, last year the quarterback was kind of an issue too, uh, but it does seem like he's turned the corner. But now, you know, we got to remember, um, you know, beating Mercer, not much there. Tulane rank Fair. versus rank, rank versus rank. No big, you know, nice, really nice win, except. You know, they didn't have their starting quarterback, right? That's that's true, right? He's a damn good quarterback. They didn't have it. 
Um, and then, you know, they got a nice win over George Tech. Whatever. Um, yeah. I wouldn't go with the points, but I am going to pick Bama in this one. Okay. Okay. But and we're going to – this is a game that we're going to find out about Dart and his progressive. Yes. You know what I mean? And he's still the leading rusher, I believe, for their team. Um, but they run the, the combination run pass. It's there. I just I still think of like text. Like, are they going to be able to hit that many deep balls? And, and not only that, but a money throw and an even better catch. Because that's what you got out of Texas. Great throws, but not like three phenomenal catches. Um, and that's how they beat him. <laughs> You know, so I, I got Bama, yes. but I'm not messing with that that those points because I do think it'll be just a grind it out type thing. But I got Bama uh, straight up. Okay, okay. Um, obviously, there's some. Uh, I mean, this whole day is just slated full. Um, just for a quick point spread. Oh God, I would say take UTSA against Tennessee, but UTSA's quarterback is out. He's got turf toe, so yeah, disregard yep. that comment. Um, <laughs> normally. We would cover Oklahoma State, Iowa State, but good Lord, Iowa State lost to a MAC team, and Oklahoma State is probably the worst team they've ever had since you and I have done this podcast. <laughs> so if you want to watch a bad – But you're currently covering it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to watch a bad football game, 3 p.m. FS1, Oklahoma State goes to Iowa State. Good Lord. Um, so that is a very loaded 2.30 slate. As we move to 6 o'clock. Arkansas goes to LSU. I would that should be a good game, but we got a few more to go. So Oregon State goes to Wazoo. Um, Oregon State's undefeated. Wazoo's undefeated. That's good for college football. Way to have the Pac-12 go out on a high note. Um, if you ever watched Oregon State play last year, they won like well, they were a covering machine, and they beat Oregon yeah. last year where they ran the ball 17 times in a row to win the fourth quarter. They won the game. So Oregon State, to give them credit, is trending up. They're ranked 14th. I'm pretty sure that's the highest ranking they've had since, again, since we started this podcast, because Oregon State's always been the doormat of the Pac-12, and they're good now. Uh, Washington State had a great win against Wisconsin. Their quarterback, Ward, this year is a multidimensional quarterback. Chris, this one's kind of fun, like because normally when we talk about these teams, obviously – Mike Leach had his time at Washington State. They've kind of been up and down since then. They had the, the horrible thing with the quarterback and the suicide. It's kind of, They've kind of just been a trending team, kind of middle tier, but they're ranked. Oregon State's ranked. Um, Oregon State's always been a run-heavy team. They did add the former quarterback from Clemson in that, I would say, ukulele, the DJ. DJU. DJU. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah. does, he does seem more comfortable. It seems like a better fit for him, I'll say that. Yes, and Oregon State's been – they've been averaging close to 45 points a game. They've been playing lesser caliber teams, but they've been scoring. Washington State, hey, this is the first time y'all have been probably ranked to sign quite a while too. What do we see in a, in a, a game of kind of some new figures in the Pac-12 showing up? Do you like the Washington State mobile quarterback or maybe the team that's been a little more solid in the last two years with Oregon State and their running attack and a new quarterback that's brought them probably a little more life on offense? That's more. That's mobile as well. Not more mobile, True. but definitely mobile. Um, I think this will go over the fifty-six. Okay. 
I like Washington State. I would probably buy – I mean, it's at three right now. Maybe I'd go two and a half just to feel good about a field goal. But it is a great game. And I, I'm kind of lost on this one, to be honest with you. I don't have good footing besides the over, but I'm picking Washington State. Okay. I will take the Oregon State Beavers to win that game against uh, Wazoo. All right. Man, okay, well, we're going to keep moving because now, now you got your sixth, third I mean, place. some of the best games are coming up right here. These two right here, I really want to know. Because Penn State, 14, I mean, the same spread last week as Illinois. And I know one thing. I think Iowa has a better defense than them. Um, I just think they're a better program overall. Now, they're at Penn State. It's at night. Is it going to be a whiteout? I doubt it. Um and then Ohio State, Notre Dame. That's at Notre Dame, right? Or is it a uh, – wait, is it is it at it, Notre it's, Dame? Or it's at it? South, South Bend, yep. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, we'll say the biggie. Uh, I'm going to go Penn State, but I'm going to take that uh, plus 14 and a half, my friend. I may buy it to like – yeah, I'm going to go plus 14 and a half, Iowa. But I, I like Penn State to get that done. Um it's a really good test back-to-back for him. West Virginia, pretty decent team, especially running the ball or whatever. But they got that stud quarterback, right, that made, you know, 6'5", big dude, um, still coming around as a quarterback, no doubt. And they probably haven't unleashed everything just yet. But Iowa, man, they the special teams or a defensive touchdown, they just they just make plays that way. And they put up like 41, I think, last week, which is a uh, – I mean, they might as well get a parade going there, uh, you know, in Iowa. But I like Penn State to win the game. That's not a big, crazy thing. But I'm taking that plus 14 and a half. I got to – I mean, Penn State, you know, I, I, I like Iowa to hang. I, I will not bet this game. I – I was quarterback. Just so you guys know, he doesn't like the Penn State head coach. I hate Franklin. I hate Iowa's quarterback. I I can't. I I despise so much about this game from a betting standpoint. I will be cheering for Iowa to win. I just think that that Mordecai is not the answer. Uh, I I hope Iowa upsets them. I'll, I'll throw down like one poker chip on them to win. I can't stand Franklin. I refuse to support him. So I hope Iowa wins in a a ten to seven. Old school Big Ten battle. I'll, I'll, I'll go there. Um, obviously, I think Penn State's got a highly more skillful offense, but I was got a weird. Even as shitty as their quarterback can be, they have a weird way of hanging in games like this. So yes, yeah. I'm with you. That is amazing. You get 14 and a hook. Um, but clearly Vegas was watching that first quarter against uh, Western Michigan last week too for Iowa. So yeah. damn, that, that's the best answer I got. Um. The game above and it, McNamara was getting yelled at. So God, he's you know. bad. Uh, um, they okay. hit him. They hit him in that Michigan. Uh, you, you notice he wasn't the starter anymore. They hit him <sighs> in that offense. He's so anyway. Okay. Um, Ohio State Notre Dame is next, but before that, Texas goes to Baylor. Expect the Baylor to put up a fight. I I do think that with that um the 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 Baylor head coach the defense guy I'm, he will have a game plan ready Texas I don't think they'll blow Baylor out Baylor always seems to be pesky for Texas they have a great defensive plan 
I think they give a good punch to Texas. I hope they beat them. I don't think they will, but I hope they do. So that's not one to sleepwalk on. But at the same time as Iowa Penn State kicks off and Texas Baylor, another group of individuals of coaches I'm not a huge fan of because he's working his way on my hate meter <laughs> is Ohio State and Ryan Day, not a fan of, marches into Notre Dame. Uh, Ohio State is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Now, speaking of Ryan Day, he says this new clock thing, man, it, my my offense doesn't give me reps. I can't average 60 points a game. Okay, coach. I uh, thought it was 70 points. 60 James? to 70, yeah. Okay, All right, okay, well, okay. How, how, about, how about you drop 50 on Notre Dame? They'll put some respect on your name. So, <laughs> in, in this situation, obviously, Ohio State, for the most part, over the handful of last year, has been the more dominant program. Okay, They, they win games like this unless it's Michigan Harbaugh last few years. But I, I yeah. feel, Chris, on paper that every ounce of me would say take Ohio State. But um, but their offense has not quite been – they haven't quite found – I disregard the clock comments, uh, uh, sarcasm aside. Yeah. I feel like they haven't quite put on that regular, like, Ohio State beatdown yet. Something they always did, even with, like, Meyer back in the day, Ohio State would maybe have, like, a slower first half of the sort of the games in the year and then turn on second half. We've never seen that huge explosion yet. And you're now I mean, going 363 to... points is pretty explosive. Oh, okay. okay. I guess I didn't. All right. So but it's they... Western Kentucky. Oh, okay. Neither, but now, I mean, they, he, Ohio State hasn't played anybody. Yeah, that, that's fair. Did but they now... play uh, Indiana in basketball? Because otherwise they haven't played anybody, if not. If they True. played them in basketball, they would have played some of them, but they played at Indiana and didn't look good in that game. No. Now, and with that being said, you're going to Notre Dame, and you're playing a veteran true quarterback um, in Sam Hartman. So I'm going to take the Irish. I think that that head coach, I'm, okay, I'm, it's a little bit late at night. I don't, think he's had, I don't think he's had a win yet that would trump this one in Freeman. This would probably be the biggest win in his Year a short year and a half brief tenure of, for Notre Dame. Um, obviously it is not a rivalry game, but it's like a, a you know Notre Dame's pretty much in the Big Ten heartland of the country. So they play a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take Notre Dame to beat Ohio State. I'm doing that part of out of just spite, and part of it's because I think Sam Hartman is the better quarterback, and I just think this will be a fun one. Uh, Notre Dame's always got the place packed for games like this, so I will take Notre Dame plus three and a half, and take Notre Dame money line. I think they pull off the upset, Chris. What does your gut tell you in this one? I, I like the quarterback advantage. I think that could play a big part of this one. Now, on paper last year, beating the number four team in the country, 35 to 14, is a pretty big win, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's my what they did last year. Now, they did that Clemson. to who? Clemson. Oh. So that, so oh. I, you know, okay. But I'm saying it was November, so that's a real ranking, right? Correct. That's a Agreed. real ranking. Yes. November. So I, I just had to get that out of the way. Thank you. I appreciate they, the support. They battled USC last year to an extent. They beat South Carolina. I think of that bowl game. But I'm with you. I think first of all, they got how many how many running backs does that family have? Don't they have the – I mean, it's the same kid, right? Or, I mean, not the same kid, but it's not eligibility. But isn't it the same family? I, think it, I don't know. But anyway, they got a running back. They got, like you said, Hartman. They got they got talent, too. You know, they, they recruit damn, damn good. 
I'm with you. I just I, – now, the best wide receiver, you know, oh, four well. in the country is Ohio State. Or, or and, Washington. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I think Harrison's the best out of all of them. Agreed. So that's why I give it to him. But that's fair. That is fair. And, damn, if <laughs> Penix was on fucking Ohio State, God, that'd be a chip. That'd be a chip. <laughs> I would just notch that up as a chip there. <laughs> that'd be a team. Yeah, that would be – they'd be uh, looking like 2013. Uh, but they wouldn't have the back door. They'd be undefeated and all that. But they don't have that, dude. And we're going to see where McCord goes. You know, he looked pretty all right. But, yeah, I like the running game. Hartman to do his thing. I like him. I don't know about the points. Okay. What did you say, three and a half? Is that what three, that? Ohio State's favored by three and a oh, half. Oh, okay, yes, okay. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Yeah, that's right. No, I like the points. I like the plus. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. We're not going to battle in this one. And I hate Notre Dame. I hate <laughs> Nothing to do with the coach. I like Lou Holtz. Just I, I always hated the Catholics versus convicts thing as a, sure. as a Miami hate. I thought that was some bullshit. It was racist, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, I'm going, you know, it, it hurts, but I'm going Notre Dame to win this ball game. I think this is by far the best quarterback they've had because um, I think he'll play in the pros, too. They've had some guys that haven't done great in the pros. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Hartman. I like all – I like I, – I got Notre Dame to win the game as well. And just to quickly hit on a few things before we get to our crafty crap pick of the week and get out of here. Again, there's still a lot of great games we haven't even had time to get to. Um, my One of my schools, Mizzou, they play Memphis. Mizzou's minus seven. Uh, Memphis is, I don't think they're quite the Memphis team of regular years where they have a super bunch of athletes, but they're okay. So I do think Missouri, hopefully they do not have a letdown. Hopefully they do not call timeouts. They don't have any. So I like Missouri. To, I like Missouri. Hopefully drink what's well actually i hope he does something dumb they fire him but anyways i i think mizzou covers there just barely and your gophers uh they're a 12 point favorite i actually think the gophers cover because northwestern's not good i think if the gophers can just play their ground game and have that quarterback the greek freak because his name is hard to say i think i think your gophers they don't mind 12 on the road's crazy but I think Northwestern is actually just – they're going to have a tough year due to all the situation around them. Would you feel confident? Obviously, I assume back your Gophers to win and, yeah. and uh, like me, cover as well? To cover, yep. Okay. I agree. Yep. Definitely. Cool. Well, and like I said, you got Texas Baylor. Um, it, it should it should be a fun way. It's a very solid weekend. Oh, and my pick. I got, I got West pick. Virginia plus four and a half Texas Tech. I'm eyeballing the shit out of that. And I'm also eyeballing Army plus 13 at Syracuse. Do I think Syracuse is going to win the game? Yeah. But plus 13 feels a little wide to me. And the plus four and a half Texas Tech, Texas Tech, you know, looked good at times this year, no doubt. But West Virginia is coming around. So that four and a half, I may go, I may buy it to five uh, with West Virginia. And then Friday, no highlight real games. But a good, like, as you go, that gets better. Wisconsin to Purdue. Purdue's one and two right now, another home game. They can't afford to lose that game, and Wisconsin no. can't be two and two. Uh, Boise State, San Diego State, very similar. San Diego State actually held up, uh, played okay. Um, and then Air Force, San Jose, uh, that's a good game. Friday's actually hardcore-wise, you know, hardcore barn burners. But the, that's a good little slate. 
from 6 to 9.30 Central Time. And I actually uh, don't close that night. So I'm going to be watching some of those games too. Good. And my one gambling pick for the week, for now, is uh, Sam Houston plus 12.5 against Houston. Sam Houston's defense has been elite this week for their for for that team standards because they their offense just can't do shit. They they went to BYU week one, their first ever division one game. They lost fourteen to zero. They played Air Force. They lost thirteen to three. Chris, they've given up twenty seven points against two respectable teams and they've only scored three. But I do Well you know their their offensive juggernaut is the Miami uh offensive coordinator right now, my friend. <laughs> Uh, so I shed the tear. I, I do think Welcome Sam to the Big Houston, 12, Houston. <laughs> hopefully it goes better in basketball. Well, I do think Sam Houston, I think this elite defense is able to shut down Dana and Houston. So I'm taking the Sam Houston Bearcats elite defense. <laughs> they're going to hold, they're going to hold DJ Dana. Fleck? You just went they're Fleck gonna, on me, dude. Yep. The, the, the Bearcats are craw, they're, they're clawed at people. So the Bearcats are going to claw at Houston. I always love to fade Dana, so I will take the Sam Houston Bearcats plus Can I put a petition half. in for a shitty game? I mean, it's, it's, Oklahoma sure. State, Iowa when, State. When, when, that pays you, when that pays you cash, don't, don't be calling it a shitty when it's, when it's a guaranteed winner. Take Sam Houston plus 12.5 to the bank, baby. Okay, I said that wrong. I, you're right. I said that wrong. I meant crafty, crappy pick of the week. I, I said that wrong. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean to – Go into your elite defense. They, right? they put some respect on their name. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. I, I said that wrong. I can see why you thought I meant that. But, I mean, that Oklahoma State Iowa State game, holy shit, dude. Like, shouldn't it just be a pick em? No, okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right, no, that is my last prediction, and I'm ready to get to the crafty crap pick of the week if, if unless you have any other predictions to give out. Well, I, we're struggling right now. We haven't been under 500 in a while in this. And if it keeps going, we're going to start advising you at one and two. We're going to start advising you to go opposite what I said, but we're not there yet. Okay, we're not there yet. Two losses in a row doesn't mean anything. We had a long season. Hit me up, sir. Crafty, crappy pick of the week. I felt good last week, but Kill had to say, hey, don't forget about me, asshole. They they, 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 they had to circle the wagon in New Mexico, and it, it yep. came to bite us in the ass. All right, well, I normally never nice talk. Nice job, Kill. Nice I, job, Jerry. I know. Damn him. I normally never talk about the games we're going to do, but I legit, I can't I can't pass this one up. And we, we've talked about it already, um, but we're going, we're going back to it. We're going to Ames, Iowa, because this, I mean, Gundy's so got back. So we are doing that. We get gun. We're we're going. We're going so there. So that's the crafty, crappy pick of the week. So my it, it, my petition came through. It did, because Gundy <laughs> Gundy's quarterback sucks. All right, oh, so God. we're going. This game. This game. This is on FS1. Rarely does the crafty, crappy pick of the week make a national coverage, but Oklahoma State, <laughs> who just got walloped by South just Alabama, whacked, dude, completely whacked, <laughs> is playing Iowa State. Who, you know, oh, they had their good role with Brock Purdy. They just lost <laughs> to Ohio, a Mac school. So, normally, this would be a game we would cover in our previous yeah, segment. This, uh, this is now nice the crappy, game. crappy pick of the week. It is at Jack Trace name. If you've never heard of it, it's the name's Iowa. If you've never heard of these schools, Iowa State's minus three and a half. Chris, take it away, brother, because this game should be in this slot. I don't regret the pick at all. Go ahead and enjoy. At least, at least you know something about our, these schools. 
<laughs> yeah, don't let that two and one fool you with Oklahoma State. Okay, Arizona is on their fourth freaking quarterback. Okay, so they don't. Even, I mean, and plus they're a they're a mess as it is, right? But they they're literally they have. I think I heard it on the cover three. They said or cover two podcast. They said, dude. They said that they they had about eight, seven or eight offensive linemen that they felt they could play. And, like, four of those people are hurt or something like oh, that. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and you wonder why they went through three quarterbacks so far. Jesus. Um, this one feels like COVID year for the Gophers kicker, where they're on their third kicker, and he can only <laughs> kick 20 yards because he's hurt. Um, so, yeah, this is crazy. And that's so funny that I, I put a petition in, and it worked. Um, <laughs> the thing is, Iowa State can usually run the ball. Boy, they are not even at a hundred. So they can stop the run, but boy, they cannot. Yeah, they only have an NFL running back. Yeah, honestly, they do. And maybe they do. Maybe they do. They just don't have the rest of it. He's only, it's three. We're three games in. He's at a buck twenty-two. So I don't think they do. Jesus. Yeah, it's not a good look. Um, neither of them can really pass the ball that well. And eighty-six yards rushing is just really bad for Ohio State now. Or for Iowa State, Jesus Christ. Now, I, Ohio's probably going to win the math, okay? They grinded out red zone stops, the Gophers, a couple times. Now, we didn't want to pass. We ran the ball like 51 times. But still, they showed me something. That dude's been there for like a decade. He's a good coach, good program. They grinded it out with <laughs> Iowa. They put 13 points on that Iowa defense. I'm staying in state. I'm staying in state. Even though they fucking lo- I lost money on these bashes last week, I'm going Ains. The, I think a cyclone's going to come all the way up to the Midwest and, and, and twirl freaking Oklahoma State back down to Tornado Alley. So I, I, yeah, I mixed up storms there. We know tornadoes and cyclones are different, but we're doing hey, global, global warming stuff. Happens. Exactly, you're right. That's going to be a new thing that we don't even know about. Thank you for saving your get your host. Um, yeah, I'm going uh, the Iowa State Cyclones. I still believe in them. They're just a good program, well coached. I believe in them for Saturday. That's it. And in the famous alumni battle, I'm going to be a little biased here because the Oklahoma State alumni, you have Hold Garth on, Brooks. hold on. Did you just say, did my co-host and my friend, a longtime friend, just say he was going to be biased? I mean, isn't that your shtick? <laughs> so, Ohio, in the alumni battle, which I always pick the favorite alumni, Oklahoma State has Garth Brooks, obviously of Mount Rushmore, music singer for country, Ricky Fowler, Great golfer. Victor Hovland, great golfer. Marcus Smart, not a huge fan. Um, Tony Allen, great <laughs> basketball player. Andy Sutton, one of the best basketball coaches of all time. And then you can go on. But yeah, uh, I, did, I, didn't know, I, I didn't know Daniel Cormier, like the like the Mount Rushmore, yeah. arguably UFC fighter. I didn't know he went there. Okay. All right. But the soft spot of my heart. Oh, and John no. Starks, too, man, a Knicks player. Damn. Are you oh, really right. going to have them win this one? Okay. Give me Iowa State, for Christ's sake. Well, actually, well, I, I just got, I really love. This is I've so always, biased even for you, dude. I, I know, because I always, I really had, a, always loved Monte Morris and Miege for Iowa State basketball. But it literally is two of my favorite college basketball players against, like, an alumni that's probably one of the best alumni we've ever listed. Man. What's the second one? Uh, well, I don't, I don't, it's one, I mean, Oklahoma State's alumni. The names or no? 
Well, besides, besides basketball course. players I love, uh, it is, ooh, I don't know people. What's the other one, Morris and who? Monte Morris and George's Niang. Okay, yeah, Niang. Okay. I mean, I, I, and I'm nitpicking there. Those are some niche players. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Man, dude, I, there's no way. I won't let it uh, happen. No, actually, no. I as Can't much as I love it. Monte Morris, who was one of my favorite college point guards ever, who wasn't at Carolina Tar Heel. I, I, no, I got, I got, What's I got. What's their celeb fair. scenario? That's it. I, I didn't recognize a single celeb. So <laughs> I, no. Can I, you not pronounce um, something? What, what's going okay, on? the top people Google listed for Iowa State famous celebrities: uh, Clayton Anderson. Who is an astronaut? Okay. Uh, George Washington Carver, uh, okay. American agricultural scientist. Henry <laughs> okay. Henry Wallace is a black and white photo. He was a former vice president. I mean, no, that dude's legit. That dude could have really helped our. We shouldn't have went with Truman. We should have went with okay. Wallace. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So now you're starting to get. Now you got me pumped up because that's and, progressive stuff. Um, Hold on. Carrie Chapman Cat, who was from 1859 to 1947. She was an Iowa State alumni who devoted most of her life to women's rights around the world. I can't. I, I, I we can't. got the progressive movement. That's what we're going with. I, I don't know what the – I don't think there was a progressive era in, in uh, 1903. All right, I, I can't. I got to go Oklahoma State. There's yeah, too many good can. golfers. All right, so <laughs> Oklahoma State in the alumni battle. Iowa State to win the football game. We're going to be back up to two and two. I feel it in my blood. Oh, yeah, that's coming. But we will have a, a an incredible long review to talk about next week. If, if Dion wins that game next week, I will buy a Hunter jersey because, man, that would be worthy of it. And if Lane Kiffin beats Saban, oh, boy, we know how that show's going to start next week. So I can't wait to yell hotty toddy when – Lane Kiffin beats his old predecessor. All right. So on that note, we're going to do the theme song for Old Miss or the school spirit shit. And then we're going to we're going to run Dion's song that he actually made. Must be the money. We're, we're definitely going to play those two things. Those two things. happen. I'll Jesus. So on that note, we appreciate the support. We love it. Thanks for listening. The boys are out. Have a good night. Peace.